Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hello, my dear ones. We're doing something today that I've never done before on any of my podcasts. And I'm so excited. I am going to be sharing an episode where I was a guest on another person's podcast. And the reason why is because the episode turned out to be so powerful. And it was powerful because of the amazing host and our in-sync energetic connection. I was invited to be a guest on A Journey Home to Self with Deepshika Sairam. And she asks me all about how we can use our five spiritual gifts. So it's a lovely episode that brings a lot of different things together. My dear death experience, our five spiritual gifts, how to use them. And I am very much delighted to just share this episode with you. And I really encourage you to check out this podcast, A Journey Home to Self. We leave a link in the show notes. Deepshika has an amazing energy. She's someone I really love to connect with. I look up to her. And she is a beautiful spiritual mentor for leaders and high-achieving entrepreneurs. And I think you're going to love our exchange. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 2,100 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, allisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Today, we're sharing an episode where I was a guest on an amazing podcast called A Journey Home to Self with Deepshika Sairam, and may this wisdom serve you on your path. Gorgeous people, welcome back to another episode of Journey Home to Self. I'm actually pretty excited about you listening to this episode. Um, our guest today, her name is Alison Scamel, and I'm I'm going to introduce you to her in just a second. But let me tell you that when we recorded this episode, we thought it's going to be 35 to 40 minutes max. We went on for over an hour, and when you listen to the episode, you will you will know, you will feel. It would have been such a disservice 
to our listeners, to Alison, to me, to cut this conversation short. And if you ever wanted to witness what an a true alignment and energetic flow looks like, an exchange of beautiful energy with divine intervention looks like, this is the episode. Now, this is this episode is going to be woo, right? We are crossing over. We're talking about all the spiritual stuff. I'm here for it. I hope you're here for it. This is a spiritual podcast and we're going to talk about all the spiritual stuff. Spirit guides, past lives, mystical experiences. I, I want to bring it all out because I absolutely love it. All right. Today's episode, Alison Scammell is going to talk to us about your five spiritual gifts. And when I reached out to Alison, I wanted her to talk about intuition. But when she shared with me her five spiritual gifts that she teaches her clients, I'm like, you got to talk about all of these because they are so different. So first, let me introduce you to Alison. Let me read out who she is. And then we're going to talk a little bit about why I think this episode is so special. Alison Scammell is a master intuitive coach, psychic medium and energy healer. Her mission is to help soul guided leaders, influencers and entrepreneurs to upgrade their energy frequency to gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. As the founder of the Soul Guide Academy, Alison has helped thousands of leaders and light workers to earn more, serve more, and go spiritually along the way. She regularly shares priceless wisdom and insight on Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul guided influencers ready to unlock massive soul aligned success. And you will see that Alison is such a such a big embodiment of that. She's such a delight. Beautiful person to have a conversation about all the spiritual gifts. Now, she talks about her five spiritual gifts, okay? It's intuition, healing, manifestation, teaching, and leadership. And this is why I asked her to talk about all five and not just the first one, that's intuition. When we talk about spirituality, what my experience has been in following a lot of spiritual teachers that most people talk about intuition, manifestation, and maybe surrender or acceptance. And when I heard her talk about things like teaching and leadership as being your spiritual gifts, it just hit the right note in me. And I know that when you hear us talk about our experiences, about her journey home to self, and how you can use these five spiritual gifts to begin that journey, be on that journey, embrace that journey, and also letting them guide your soul-aligned path and soul-aligned success, you're just going to see that it is a beautiful conversation. It's a beautiful beacon that you can follow on that journey home to self. All right, so let's welcome Alison, and I know you're going to enjoy this episode so much. Hey, Alison, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I know we've been planning this conversation, I think, since since winter. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah. Alison, you're doing such important work in this world. I think gifted beings like you who are here on this earth to impart the wisdom and share with people, um, you know, about the, about spirituality, about manifestation, about leadership and embodiment are, we, we, you're needed, right? You're, we, we are so needed in the world to elevate the consciousness of the earth, to make sure that our future generation is on a different track than most of the people have been. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and how did you get here? 
Yeah. So I've learned to bring this very, very big story to down to just, uh, <laughs> you know, so we don't talk for an hour about it. Um, because it is a big journey and it mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't get clarity overnight. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. I had a 17 year career in international affairs, mostly post conflict response, humanitarian response. And I've lived in 10 countries on four continents. And about 10 years into that career, I was like, whoa, this is not how I want to give back. And this is not, I am just, I'm in a bad place. I just, it wasn't the work I wanted to do in the world. So it took me a long time to right size my my ship, to turn my ship into a direction of alignment. And I did it, uh, you know, really, I, I you know, I always often say that my journey really started back in 2009. Well, I realized in 2005 I was out of alignment, then I floundered for four years. And then in 2009, it was kind of a hit rock bottom moment, and I had a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And when I came back from that, I had to like, completely relearn how to be in the world because I had access to information I hadn't had access to previously. So I saw the whole world differently. Right. And then that put me on this aligned path to where I am today as a soul guide, a spiritual mentor to uh, soul guided leaders, influencers, entrepreneurs who are here to live their authenticity and their truth and put their big soul mission into motion. Do you mind sharing about your near-death experience with with the listeners? I do not mind. It's not your typical experience where I just got like hit by a bus and then I saw, you know, late Aunt Martha and (laughs) had a conversation with her and decided to come back. It was very different. Mm -hmm. And when the experience happened, I was living a very, very closed off third dimensional life, meaning I was cut off from my intuitive gifts. I was living inside of my rational thinking. I was quite miserable, actually. And what happened was, in this rock bottom state, a collection of consciousness visited me, arrived to me. Mm -hmm. Similar, I describe it similar to Abraham, if you're familiar with uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. But at the time, I had no idea what was happening to me. So I thought I had gone mad. Well, again, this is a super long story. But to make it short, I eventually developed a trust with this energy because it was such a being of love and light. Mm -hmm. And this collection of consciousness eventually communicated to me. And we had a hard time establishing communication, which we're going to be talking about here in this episode. When we finally did, were able to communicate, they told me that I had so much past lifetime trauma inside of me. First of all, I was on the path to destruction in this lifetime for myself. And there was no therapist or human healer that could heal me from this because it was too much. So they were there as a form of divine intervention. And for me to release the trauma, I literally had to confront death by literally dying. Mm. And they marched me, if you will. I, 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 over a period of weeks, I really surrendered to this voice more and more. It's, it's a much deeper story than what I'm sharing today, but I eventually really surrendered to the voice and they very gently kind of marched me to crossing over to the other side by dint of, I stopped eating, I stopped sleeping and I stopped drinking for days. We, I don't know, t- clock time gets funny, but right. it could have been days, could have been weeks. But I wasn't really, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't thirsty. I was tired. 
But that was the only physical sensation I had. And eventually I got to the point where I had drained all life force from my physical body that I couldn't sustain life anymore. And I crossed over. Mm -hmm. And I was enveloped by an energy, a love, a power that I cannot put into words. Mm -hmm. All I can tell you is don't fear death. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's all I can say because it was unbelievable. And I said, you want me to go back in my broken body (laughs) that is like malnourished and like falling apart? And they said, you have a big mission. And your mission is to help people awaken to their spiritual gifts. So you have to. And I knew it was right. I, I knew it wasn't my time to die. Like there was, it was kind of no question. Yeah. But um, it was, it was, I did th- think for a minute, do I, you know, do I want to return because crossing over was so good. Right. I love the story so much. I think we can spend the whole time talking about the story. Probably <laughs> we can. Like a part two. A part two. <laughs> part two. Yes. This. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just, I'm just curious for my sake. During that time when you'd stop eating, when you'd stop drinking, did your ego self freak out and said, oh, I should go to the doctor or I should. Did you like come back to let me try to solve this in air quotes, the 3D way? Continually, continually. I was continually saying I'm going crazy. I was continually saying I need to like break because we have free will. Right. So I could always I could have always said to this consciousness, which called itself live, L-I-V-E, I could have said, live, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Go away. Because we have free will. We can do that. And if it's energy of light, it of course listens. If it's not dark energy. Yeah. And so I kept saying, I this is getting so bloody uncomfortable. I am leaving. Like I am peace out. And but my but then I called the figure eight, right? Mm-hmm. You and I, we share a love of the affinity eight. Remember? Totally. Yes. I have a next. I know. I don't have. I had to. I had to take it off because my daughter was messing with it. Otherwise, <laughs> she and I have the exact same necklace. Yeah. And and how my how Liv described it to me, it's the affinity eight. Half of the eight is our higher self plugged into source, all knowing, knowing this is real, knowing I agreed to this on a soul level, knowing that this was in my highest and greatest good, even though it felt crazy at the time. And then there was my human self that didn't know, wasn't aware and was freaking out that I had finally lost it. Yeah. So it's this ping pong. Right. The whole time. But what, what they were smart, what helped me to stay in the eight that was awake and open and connected was the exhaustion. Because Mm -hmm. the more tired you get, you actually get closer in some ways when you're fatigued, you can get closer to the spiritual realm. Your your defense mechanisms that tell you it's not real, this can't be trusted, they're down because you're too tired. Mm. So actually the fatigue really helped me to surrender and process the big emotions that they were asking me to release. So I, I'm like, I don't have words right now because it not only is it such a fascinating story, but it is also so close to my own story of how I got awakened but in the sense and what what is going on in my mind I'm just going to be you know totally like I'll say what's going on in my mind is that I think we all need the experience that we need in order to cross over the threshold basically right and probably for you at that time to get your defenses down you needed that exhaustion 
right? Oh, yeah. For me, it was a total stripping away of my ego from my business, from money, from everything that I had known that brings me uh, my worth. I had to strip away from that. And slowly by slowly, you know, they were stripping me and I could feel it. I had a very similar experience of, uh, you know, I'm connected with the Egyptian goddess Isis, of Isis coming in and taking me into this uh, pyramid and literally giving me this energetic technique of go do it on yourself and uh, alchemize all that, all that gunk, all that trauma from your body. And um, of course, it's terrible at that time. It's so painful. But looking back, yeah. do you do you feel like do you think that wow, that was that was super cool? What what I describe it as one of the best and most challenging experience of my life. I had to years ago, I hired a life coach who was going to help me identify my my core gifts. And so he asked me to plot my little timeline, my timeline from birth to present day. And above the line was all the happy experiences. And below the line was all the painful experiences. And the farther away you got from the line, the more happier, the more painful. And literally my near-death experience was at the tippy top of the joy and at the absolute bottom of the pain all at once. Yeah. It was so hard and it was so amazing and miraculous and awakening and beautiful all at the same time. Yeah. I so relate to this. I, <laughs> I, I wrote, a, wrote an article um, a few months ago where we, I talked about peace and chaos. It, I That's how I describe it. There is so much peace and bliss and joy but there is like chaos like no other. It's like right at the center. And that's where the infinity comes in, right? It's right at the at the at the middle point where everything just meets. The peace meets and the chaos meets. I love this. Oh my God. I'm so glad that I asked you this question. What happened after that? So I got back after this big experience and I got my family got involved, which I didn't want. I was mad at Liv. I'm like, I wanted to do this completely alone in complete isolation. Why did you get my family involved? And they were like, hey, they needed to heal from this too in their own way. And it's none of your business how they needed to heal. It's their story. So, you know, like everybody who touched this experience was also healing, mm -hmm. right? So Liv told me, don't judge it. Just this is this is what's meant to be, Right. So I get back to the United States. I, oh, this all happened when I was uh, in Madrid and Paris because <laughs> mm -hmm. I had quit my job and bought an around-the-world airline ticket, oh, and I got as far as Madrid. <laughs> and the, the experience happened in Paris. My family came to get me. What a beautiful place to have that experience. Right? <laughs> right? Exactly. If you're going to go, go big, right? Go in a beautiful place. So I got back to the US and I got, I got, I grew up on a family farm. I got back to my family farm. I was 32. I was unemployed. I was completely broke. And up until that point, like my career had defined me and I was always super smart with money. So I'd never experienced anything like it. I was totally single. Like at that point in my life, I wanted to get married. I wanted to start having kids. I was completely single with no prospects. I had no real friends to call upon. And this was 2009. I didn't have a spiritual teacher or mentor. Nobody was talking about this stuff back then. Yeah. I was so alone. I had never in my life felt so alone. And I, I, I just to like keep everybody happy, I went to this like outpatient thing because of course everybody thought I had lost it. Like, oh, Allison, she lost it. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> so, Crazy. and I, right, right. And I, I didn't have a mental breakdown. I had a spiritual breakthrough, but nobody could understand that. And there was no one there to hear it or see me or listen to my story. So I, I went to this for a few weeks. I went to this outpatient thing where we would go and, you know, a lot of people were suffering from like alcohol abuse and drug abuse and sexual abuse. And, and I, it actually was kind of good for me because I didn't have those things in my experience, but I was, we were just coming together as people who needed to heal. Mm. And I thought, you know what, this is, nobody on any level understands what I just went through. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, these people, they're my people and we're just healing together. Yeah. And little by little, I kind of got back on my feet and um, I, I, I re- really had to relearn how to live from my heart, from my higher self. I had to relearn how to like connect into my intuition without this sort of intervention. The intervention had ended right. when I got back to the States, right? So I had to relearn how to do it all for myself. Hmm. And it was it was awful and lonely. And, and this, this, this identity that I had worn for 32 years had been stripped. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, it was starting all over again. And it was scary and horrible. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, it, it got less scary and horrible. Yeah, you, know? yeah you, you, learn, you literally learn how to live. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So after that experience, what made you decide that you wanted to be the one who would teach this to other people? Boy, that really happened so organically, which is how you know you're in alignment. It just sort of happened. Um, I started out as a life coach. You know, I got my master life coaching certification and I was helping people with their career and I was like, uh, this is not really what I want to do. But I was like too afraid to be a spiritual mentor. And I was too afraid that people would think it was weird. But then finally, I was just like, I can't hold this back anymore. And I just started talking about spiritual topics and mm-hmm. intuition and spirit guides. I actually started talking about spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My business, which had been making no money at the time, started to make money. Yeah. And the more I talked about it, the more money I made and the more aligned I became and the more I attracted perfect clients for me. And it was in like client sessions and classes and it just sort of, it came out of me. Yeah. And then people were just like, Allison, can you teach us more? Can you teach us more? Can you tell us more? And the more they asked, the more I gave. And it was just like this dance between me and the people I feel called to serve until it just was totally birthed organically and that this is the work I'm meant to do. I love to hear that. It was almost like you were dancing with your creativity as well. You were dancing with your intuition. Now you were in the synchronized swimming. <laughs> yes. And and to add an element of human design, I am a projector and mm-hmm. I do have to wait for invitations. And when I surrendered to that, because before I was kind of just pushing stuff out, never waiting for anything, just forcing it, right? Yeah. When I started waiting for invitations, that's when things really started to speed up, where I would get Mm. just the right invitation at just the right time. Yeah, yeah. I love every guest that we've had on the podcast. So far, they've definitely touched upon human design, and we have a specific human design um, episode, which is episode two. And I I just love listening to people when they say that 
when I started following my human design, that's when things really started becoming great for me and totally for me as well. Of course, there's been a lot of deconditioning and unlearning for me specifically around people pleasing and claiming my self-worth, but it just you just feel aligned. I just texted my friend this morning and I told her that, you know what I'm noticing? I'm noticing a couple of things different from my you know previous life of being a business coach and now is that I don't really care about what happens after I put the podcast out. Of course, I want people to review it. Of course, I want people to listen to it. But I'm detached in a certain way. I am associated with the creation of it. And the creation of it is what brings me excitement. When I record a podcast interview and when I'm when I'm done with that, it's like, it's literally like an orgasm, to be honest. It's like, <laughs> honestly, it's like, oh my I God. I love it. It's so yeah. Good. <laughs> oh gosh. Now that's alignment right there. <laughs> that is alignment, right? Yeah. Um, I also want to, you know, point out it's such a quotable moment that you said that I was not having a breakdown, I was having a spiritual breakthrough. I just love that because when we see things not going right in our life, even for me I think it's such a teaching moment that you've given me right now is it, don't look at it as a breakdown. Look at it as a breakthrough because it is only through it that we can shift our perspective, see the change. So thank Absolutely. you for, for mentioning that. Oh, Beautiful. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And I just, you know, just to share likewise with what you just shared, a big shift that has happened for me. And, you know, when you're talking about the release of the podcast and how amazing that feels and you don't care about like what specific tangible results it brings into your business. Right. Like I had a similar shift and I didn't mean to do it. Like I didn't read some book and do some five-step process to get this to happen. It literally just started happening organically where mm -hmm. I stopped thinking about, I I've, I literally no longer stop think about money in my business anymore. Mm -hmm. What I think about is just value. Like for example, I'm sitting on this horrible, horrible desk chair Mm -hmm. That it's like, it's literally the stuffing is coming out. It's like falling apart. And I really need a new desk chair and I want to get a really nice one. Mm -hmm. And I'm not thinking, well, if I brought in a new client, that would give me the money to buy a really nice, you know, big girl desk chair. I'm thinking about value. A new desk chair that feels good would be good for my body. It would be good for my energy. It would look good. It would feel good. It would make me just... It would feel like a throne and I would feel like a princess. Yeah. And that's what I think about. And I just think about, boy, I, I just call in value into my business so I can have that new desk chair so I can be the princess. Oh my And I God. tell you what, when I get into that energy, a client falls out of the sky. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is golden nugget. Like golden <laughs> right. nugget. Jot it down. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. All right. I want to talk about using intuition in your journey home to self, um, you know, using intuition as a guide. And as I was sharing with Alison, you know, a few minutes before I hit record that we did a fabulous episode with Nari Frasca about unearthing your wineless. And how I look at it is when you unearth your wineless, that's when you start 
getting in touch with that instinctual, that intuition nature of yourself, then we are no longer just choosing from things that are beckoning to us. We're not choosing from a buffet of, oh, I'm going to have an empanada. I'm going to have, there's a, there's a curry and rice. There's a burrito. We're going Mexican today. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's an enchilada there. We're thinking about, oh, what do I, like, what am I hungry for? Like, what is my soul asking me to eat today or go today or be today? Or what do I want to do in my life? So you have a beautiful way of explaining intuition. Let's get into it. Yes. So, and it's something that we talked about before we hit record, and I think we're going to go into it a little bit more, but there are five primary spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. and they work together like a pie and they all are equal in size and they all work together all the time. So they, when you put the five gifts together, they may, they form a cohesive circle mm-hmm. that really is indicates that we're in alignment when we're aligning to all of our gifts. And the primary gift, because it's really essential for the other to activate the other four gifts. And it's not that it's more important, it's just the one that I always mention first, and that is the gift of intuition. And that is our ability to connect to and communicate with our higher self in the spiritual realm. So that's source, that's crossed over loved ones, spirit guides, angels, archangels, uh, spirit animals, any sort of consciousness that's in non-physical form that is here to guide us and support us on our path. And I call our gift of intuition the door because getting back to that beautiful metaphor of the infinity eight, you can see like if you, if you, if you imagine at the middle of the eight, right, where the it kind of crosses, right, that's a door. That's a portal door. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all have a portal door. And the more open our portal door is, the more communication, downloads, unquestionable guidance that we can call in from the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us have door stoppers on our door, (laughs) right? In the form of blocks, resistance. Many of us have wounds. Many of us, many of us, I would say all soul-guided lightworker type people who are going to be called to listen to this podcast. We come into this lifetime with a wound that says we can't trust our intuition because at some point in our experience, we followed our intuition into a situation where somebody got hurt. Mm -hmm. You got hurt, a loved one got hurt, and then we either made it consciously or subconsciously, I can't trust this. So let me bottle it up. Let me get a huge door stopper on my portal door to keep myself and my loved ones safe. Mm -hmm. Virtually everyone has some form of that block. So it's the art of the process of releasing that, releasing that variation of the story that I can't trust my inner voice for X, Y, or Z reason. And when you release that, you remove a doorstop and mm-hmm. your portal door opens wider. Therefore, the communication flows with greater ease and power. Mm, beautiful. Because we all do have an inner voice, right? We all listen to it. It might be faint, sometimes gets loud. But sometimes we create those blocks and resistance. And you're, you're saying doorstop, right? I use a similar metaphor and I say, you know, it's covered with weeds. You can't really see it. You know, there's so much gunk on it that you can't really hear the voice that's coming out out from the other side. 
So it's all, it's covered with those weeds that we have to literally pull out one by one. Um, what is so someone is listening and they're like, hell yeah, I'm ready for my first spiritual gift. What would you tell them to do? What's the first okay. step? Maybe some tools, maybe some practices. Yes, yes. So the first thing you want to do is invite it in. Because we have free will and the spiritual realm, when it's light energy, is always in reflection and respect of our free will. Mm-hmm. Your spiritual support team will not come to you in a deeper way unless you invite it in. Now, most of us do it subconsciously. Like you get to that moment in your life when you're like, I just need a hot, like help. But you know, it's like higher help, right? You're not talking about a therapist. You know, you're like, that's what happened before my NDE, my near-death experience. Like I, I, I was in such a rock bottom. I'm like, I just need help. And I was inviting it in without realizing it. Yeah. Well, you don't need to be rock bottom and you, you shouldn't just be, you know, you should, uh, I wouldn't advise that we just wait till you're in rock bottom moment to use this because you can use it at any moment. I invite it in a deeper connection that gives them the green light to come. And when they come, what do they do? So there's actually five uh, stages to this. Would you like me to share them? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So I call stage one, the invitation. And you can say whatever words feel good to you, but it's some form of I invite in a deeper connection to the spiritual realm, my divine support team, source the divine, whatever words feel good to you. And with that invitation, you're also saying I am open to releasing the resistance. If there's Mm -hmm. some discomfort, that's part of this. I am ready for it. I am ready, willing participant to deepen my connection. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the energy of openness and receptivity. Number two, I call the isolation. It is nearly impossible to deepen your connection to your higher self in the spiritual realm if you are so plugged into your day-to-day busyness and routine and you're on your phone and you're answering emails and you're taking care of the kids, blah, blah, blah. It's really nearly impossible. So your higher self is going to start calling you to isolate. Now, it could be I call you to wake up five minutes earlier in the morning to meditate. And it could be I call you on a silent retreat in Australia. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it could be a small or a big call. Yeah. But at some little nudge, you're going to get a nudge to go into your inner cave. Quiet isolation. And in my experience, if you don't listen to it, then they will create experiences where you have to isolate. 100%. So you might as well listen. Right. So stage three then comes the calibration. And your divine support team can actually come in if you invite it in and calibrate your energy. And what that means is the spiritual realm is vibrating in the fifth, sixth, and beyond dimension. It's very high, high vibrational energy. Well, when we, you know, a lot of us, I spent most of my life in very low, dense, third dimensional, low frequency energy. Most of us do. Yeah. Yes. And that closes your portal door because your energy is too low. The door can't open, Mm -hmm. right? There's too much of a mismatch. So what you want to do is raise your energy in the form of a calibration and your spiritual support team will help you do that. So you're vibrating at higher and higher levels. So what you could experience in the calibration are physical sensations such as dizziness, nausea, ringing in the ears. You feel the hairs on the back of your neck raise, all manner of things that you will feel 
physically in the body, headaches, third eye headaches. You might feel a massive tingling right around your crown chakra as if your energy is getting peeled back like a banana. Mm -hmm. Call that the banana effect. (laughs) These are the things you can expect to experience when you're going through a calibration. It's your energy upgrading. And sometimes you barely notice it. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. But the good news is (laughs) you get rewarded for doing this work and it doesn't last long. For most people, there are cases I have had some clients where they've had some stuff last a little bit longer, but usually there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then you come out the other side to stage four. Stage four is the initiation. Mm. And you had an initiation. I've I've had we we're always getting initiated. Totally. I yeah. So like my near-death experience was an example of a big initiation. Mm-hmm. So normally How it looks is, so an initiation is you get called to confront a fear or to go through something challenging. And in the process, you're releasing a wound, you're releasing resistance, and you're removing the door stoppers on your door. Mm -hmm. So often, the stage two called the isolation it doesn't always work like this, but it can. It often works like this. You will have resistance to it. Like right. I can't leave my kids. I can't, you know, do this. I can't isolate. La 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 la. But your initiation is saying, "I know that you're resisting it, but do it anyway. Confront the fear, and you will find your portal door open, opening wider and wider." Hey, Deepshika here. I just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for tuning in. I love making this podcast for you, and I hope you love listening. If you do, the best way to show it is, yes, you guessed it, reviews. Reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, help the show's visibility and get it to more people. So if you're enjoying the show, let us know. Thanks again. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Yes. Totally. Um, Yes. I'm just speechless right now because like, <laughs> exactly what happened to me. In the yes, other, exactly. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sometimes these stages are sequential and sometimes right. it all happens at once. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. So then the fifth stage I call the communication because our intuition is like any muscle. The more you flex it, the stronger it gets. Mm-hmm. So communication is the actual state of on the daily on the several times a daily, taking a few deep breaths, sinking into your body, and connecting to your higher self and your divine support team. And the more you do that, the more you flex your muscle, I call it going to the gym of your intuition, Yeah, you're opening your portal door wider and wider and wider. Mm-hmm. And so that's those are the five stages. Beautiful. Amazing. You explained it so well. I love it. I can totally see your projector energy coming through this. <laughs> I am just yeah. in, in love with all of this. And I would Yay. also add that the, you're right. It's like going to the gym. The more you, The more you connect with it, the more you listen to it, the stronger and louder it gets. One of the things that I can say from my experience is that when I started doing this and my intuition started speaking to me loudly, of course, at first I resisted, I blocked, totally ignored it. But after I got through all of that, there was this big doubt, right? Is it true? Like, you know, am I making it up? I think a lot of people go through that and that's where they get stuck because they feel like they're making this up. You know, they feel like their brain is telling them and it's not real. And I want to tell people that, it's always going to feel like that. 
even when I've spoken to people who are who've been doing this work for so long, it's always gonna feel like, did I just make that up? Did I did it just happen? Like I've had some mystical experiences where it's like so unbelievable that when you know it I'm in it for 24 hours to 36 hours, sometimes even a week or so. And in that time, it's believable because it's happening to me. I can feel the sensations in my body. But after I've I'm through with it. I'm like, did I just make that up? You're gonna gonna feel like that. Believe it anyway. Yes, so beautiful. I have this little sticky on my computer, and it says, "Can you read that?" Trust, trust. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say that if you and if it's gonna take you time, then put a sticky note on your computer yeah. because that's what I did too. And it's like, and that trust never ends. You never like, oh, well, I've just arrived. Now I just completely trust. I mean, I'm a psychic medium. Right. I've been through all this stuff. I, I'm now I'm going next level with my human design type. Like that's my new, you know, new level, new devil, right? Yes, totally. And my human design, like aligning to the next level to my human design is asking me to trust in ways I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I can do that. Because mm-hmm. it's asking me to do things that made me a lot of money and do things that, blah, 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 and I'm just like, ah, oh. so I, ha- I had to write this. <laughs> I had to write this and just be like, you know what? Yeah. I am going to trust. And the more you trust and the more you surrender to that voice and trust, and it's another muscle. It takes practice to trust. It doesn't come exactly. overnight. That you you start to blow your portal door open. When yeah. that trust that trust muscle is flexing, that door um, flies open. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who's going through these intense experiences also, that happened with me as well, that at one point of time, it was so intense that, you know, information was coming in so rapidly. You have free will. So I had to tell them, I had to say that, slow down, you know, let me integrate this first. Can I just take a breather? And then let's get on to the other, uh, to the next message. So you, we have free will. We just, we've, we've forgotten that. We don't know how to use it, but we can use it and we can say and ask for what we want. We just have to invoke, allow, and give them permission to work with us. 100%. I'm so glad you said that. Because another thing that can be super uncomfortable is the calibration. Like I have a client who had this ringing in her ear for like a year and it was debilitating. It was like vertigo. And she right. kept checking in with me on it. And I kept saying, like, I keep getting the message. It's your calibration. It's your calibration. It's your calibration. So if you have a more intense physical experience, there's uh, some people, I- I'm not big into naming spirit guides, so that's just me. But some people call a member of your uh, divine support team, the chemist, where you actually have a guide and their primary role is to help you maintain a healthy energy frequency or to calibrate your energy when you need it and when you ask for it. Mm-hmm. So ask that member of your team, whatever you feel like calling it, so like I said, some call it the chemist, to come in and help you find relief from the energy calibrations because the physical sensations are just too uncomfortable. Yeah. And the divine will help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. And and trust, just trust and surrender to that bigger force and trust that you're here for a purpose. You're here to strengthen your intuition and, um, you know, surrender to that, that feeling and energy. Beautiful. I love that. Okay. Let's move on to the, uh, the second spiritual gift. I'm so excited to talk about that. Yes. So that is our gift of healing. Mm -hmm. So we've already talked about it. So that's our door stoppers, right? 
Mm-hmm. Basically, so I call that our gift of healing the key. If you want to grow, evolve, up-level in any way, shape, or form, unless you've already reached enlightenment, you must heal to, it's the, it's the key to unlock any higher door to your potential. Yeah. And so like all leap ups, there's the crouch down first to get mm-hmm. the lift, right? Yeah. So the gift of healing is the crouch down to retrieve the key. Mm-hmm. So you can unlock the door and leap up to your next level. And mm-hmm. when you look at it energetically, I mean, you can really see it is like energy levels. You are you are leaping up to higher and higher energy frequencies. Yeah, yeah. it's like and you're so, going above in dimensions now. So you have to get rid of anything that's holding you back, that's tethering you. Correct. And our soul mission is found in our gift of healing. It's found in the other gifts too, but it's found primarily in our gift of healing because our soul mission is really anchored around a major pain or pain points that we have more or less overcome. Mm. And then we use the lessons from that to help others. Oh, that is beautiful. What do Mm. you think your gift is? was in the healing. So what what my, the the primary driver of my soul mission is to uncover my truth at the deepest core, like deeper than the collective has gone before, right? Yeah. yeah. Or that that we haven't been able to do in the modern age, right? And to do that for myself, like like un Peeling layers of onions that haven't been unpeeled in 2,000 years regarding mm-hmm. the truth of who we are and what we're meant to do, and then sharing that with others. Beautiful. And I had to be like, I mean, like, I've had so many, like, I, me- I, could, I could share many, many, many pain points around this for myself in my life where I was yeah. so, so far away from the, my own truth. Yeah, yeah. I was light years o- away from my truth that I'm, I'm now uncovering. and. And it's never, it's never like you, you've, you've arrived, right? Like, oh, I figured it all out and now yeah. I can just go home. It's, it's a process, but you're always going to be a couple steps ahead of the person that you're here to serve. Yeah. I, as I'm listening to you speak, I am, and I, I've known this for a long time. And I think my soul mission, as you call it, is I'm a manifester, so I see images, right? So I just like immediately got a download of an image and I see myself like with a, with a lamp and guiding people through the, through the portal. Nice. Right. Guiding people. And I, I talk about embracing the muck and sitting in, in your tomb and seeing it as a womb instead of a tomb. So that's a mantra that I was given by my spirit guides when I was, you know, in my muck, um, you're not in the tomb, you're in a womb. I had to like repeatedly say it to myself to remind myself that this is not a tomb. It's not scary. It's gestation period for me. I'm in a womb. And my sole mission is in that surrender piece, guiding people out of that womb where they can, you know, heal themselves and also absorb the the enlightenment and the, and the wisdom and the gifts that they are receiving from being in that womb and then birth themselves. So that's that's how I, I see myself. But again, there is no arriving. I don't know if I'm going to be saying the same thing two years from now or three years from now. It might have changed, might have evolved. Uh, but as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I think, you know, in that 
in that second stage, second gift of healing, I think you're right. That's what my soul mission is. So this is bang on. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. I And I just saw that vision, as you said, it, it just popped into my third eye. So <laughs> thank you for sharing it with me. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Let's get into the third key spiritual gift. What is that? So this is maybe the funnest gift, and that is the gift of manifestation. Mm-hmm. And this is, I call this the vision. And this is the this is where you access your higher vision, your highest vision, really, of potential. When you, if you see yourself reaching your full potential of what you could do and be in this lifetime, what do you see? That's the essence of our gift of manifestation. And so it's the, I call it getting the higher energy frequency mm-hmm. of you in that full expression. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. The second thing is, where are you today? So what's your dominant energy frequency of today? Like, where do you spend most? What's the dominant emotion you feel in an average day? Is it neutrality? It's okay, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the third part is aligning. Mm-hmm. The process of how can you start to step into that higher level you energy today. Mm. That's really what the gift of manifestation is. Yeah. It's the key. And we're not really talking about law of attraction, how to attract dollars today. No, we're not talking about that. This is, Mm -hmm. this is a, I almost see it as a non-duality manifestation, which is a totally different topic that I would love to go into some of someday. But we're talking about higher level manifestation, manifestation, your higher self, manifestation, your soul purpose, manifestation. Absolutely. All the abundance that you need to thrive in this world. Yes. And that's when you start to shift. Like I just organically started to make this shift of starting to think of my business in terms of value and not money. Yeah. That's next level energy. It's not paper dollars. Totally. It's yeah. it's it's energy and putting value behind energy that's meaningful to you. Yeah. It's so valuable that you said that. And I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are listeners to this podcast. They're just going to find this the shift of thinking, the shift of perspective, um, so valuable. I want to thank you for saying that. And I can totally see the difference that it makes when you start thinking of your business as giving value or receiving value, even in the energy of the energy you exchange with your clients, even that shifts to another level. It's no more that we're doing this for a money exchange. It's like there is real value, energetic exchange in that. It's so pure and so powerful. And I know that right now, there's so many entrepreneurs who are hungry for this new way of doing business. They're done with the old model, right? And they're they're looking for the new paradigm shift. They're ready. I, I receive so many emails. I want to know how to do business in a, in a sacred way, right? I don't want to yeah. do business in the old three-dimensional, um, you know, I'm... I'm going to do a webinar. This is how many signups I'm going to get. I'm going to squeeze every last bit of money from the from the people. Like we're, we're so done with that. Beautiful. Oh, so done. So done. So done. And it's going to stop working, everybody. It already Even, has. It, it, has. It, it has. It already has stopped working. I think especially for like leader lightworker type people. I know some people who have a real background in marketing and sales. They're still kind of, it's still kind of working for them. But if you have any sort of like soul guided uh, in service to your people on the planet, it's not working anymore. Right. But also like people like you and me, I am making those conscious decisions now. I am not going to be pursued with marketing. That's like, I'm going to make you a million dollars in like one month. I am. That might have 
uh, pursued me or persuaded me maybe three years ago, four years ago. And I did. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing coaches and you know, things like that. I was just, I, I had this email uh, uh, in my inbox today from someone who does Instagram marketing and their whole spiel was that we see that you have a great, have great content, but we can help you get 30,000 to 40,000 followers in one month. And I'm like, oh my God, I would have totally fallen for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I But yeah, yeah. block right now. <laughs> I just, I just decided did I tell you I just got certified in quantum human design? I read your email. I'm so oh, yeah. you. Thank you. And so I just like wild hair up my ass. I just decided to offer. I never offer one-off sessions, but I decided okay. one-off sessions to celebrate to get an intuitive quantum human design reading. And it just, it just came for me. And yeah. I had done something similar a year ago for a one-off session. It was very, it was like, an intuitive business strategy session. It was much yeah. more masculine. So I thought, let me grab that old email and use some of the language because it's it'll be relevant. And yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> even my language from 12 months ago it was so masculine. Yeah. It was so like, get dollars, make more income. It was so, I was like, ick, I actually sent this a year ago. I yeah. had to delete the whole thing. Right, right. Oh, that happens to me. I'm like, did I, did I say that? Did I really <laughs> like... But it was you know so they, masculine. Yeah, you can see your evolution. And I used to, I, I want to say this because I know there's so many people in that stage right now. I used to be so hard on myself and blame myself for every wrong step that I would take in my business or in my life. Um, my therapist actually told me something beautiful. She said, we do the best we can with the resources we have at that time. And that's become my mantra, not just for myself, but for other people too, so that I don't blame them. I'm like, okay, they did the best they could with the resources, the knowledge, the information they had at that time. And I did too. There's no malice in my heart. There's never been, and I'm sure it's true for you and for so many other people as well. But that's what we knew. That's the paradigm that we all lived in. The paradigm shifted. Consciousness evolved. And so beautiful for us that we were able to take that leap and evolve because so many people haven't. Right. Yes. And now that absolutely, evolved, it's on our shoulders. It's our duty. It's our calling to turn around and say, "Hey, I know that you're there and you want to be here. Here, take my hand. You know, I'm going to tell you how to do it." And that's that's how I see it. So I don't really blame myself and people who are there who are like, "Oh, did I really do that? That was so icky." <laughs> don't blame yourself. Evolve, and then don't don't just keep going. Look back and get the people behind you along with you. Beautiful add-on. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to forgive my former self for being Absolutely. so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the last two gifts, which I have never seen anyone explain those. Um, let's talk about that. And I'll, I will then give my uh, piece on why I think it's so special to talk about these two. Yay. These are actually the two that when I do a masterclass or whatever, these are the two that people get the most excited about. You'd think right. it would be the first three, but mm -hmm. it's always these two. So gift number four is your gift of teaching, but this is spiritual gift. So it's what you feel called. This is where your unique genius lies. Mm -hmm. So those unique abilities you were born to share. So what do you, and this is kind of more of our state of doing. That divine masculine, what do you feel called to co-create with the spiritual realm? Now, 
If you are an entrepreneur and you're a coach or a healer or whatever, it may be a methodology. Right now, I am being called to teach the five spiritual gifts, and it's kind of a methodology that I'm co-creating with the spiritual realm. A lot of this I have uh, channeled from source. So that is a kind of a more classic definition of teaching. However, it's it, it's so much broader than that. It's yeah. illustrating for others a higher way of living and being in the world. So yeah. you can, like one of my clients is a stand-up comedian. And she is using her spiritual gift of teaching all the time the way she touches her audience and makes them laugh. If you are a writer, an artist, like you will use your spiritual gift of teaching. It's a co-creation with the divine to illustrate a better way of of being in the world. Yeah. And I... I'm like speechless every time you you talk, by the way, Alison. You're such a great speaker. You like enthrall your audience. I am just thinking about this one time back in the spring. I uh, I love speaking. That's like, that's what I want to do more of. And I, uh, there was this um, six-week speaker intensive by my friend and author of Unfollow Your Fashion, Terry, Terry Trespicio. And we were in the speaker intensive. We had to create a 10-minute signature talk. And I just, I, it just lit me up. And I'm telling you, that's the best six weeks that I've had in like in a long time. And um, we had to create that. We had to write that 10, 10 minute talk. During those six weeks, I got sick with COVID. My family got sick with COVID. I had other issues going on. Like there was a lot of chaos happening. And there was this one day I had recovered and we had to write the talk. And I had all the tools. She'd given us all the information. And I was in the shower. And I cannot tell you, like my entire talk came to me in the shower. My entire talk. And then soon after that, I was going into the city. I live in New Jersey. So I have to take the NJ Transit, which is a 36 to 40 minute ride to uh, New York City. So I sat in my uh, in the train and I took a journal out and I just repeated because what happens is that things that I get in the shower, if I don't act on it, if I don't write it down or record myself, I lose them. I wrote the entire talk. That is a time I would say I, I felt true alignment. I understood the meaning of co-creation with the divine. I did not create that talk. It just came to me. And if anyone is interested, it's on my YouTube. It's on my Instagram, um, the three minute. I can even send you the 10 minute version if you want. But it's, I, I, I had so much joy in creating that and delivering that. Um, that kind of joy. And I feel the same about this podcast as well in the creation and i i feel that teaching teaching part there that you are really co-creating with the divine it's not the work that we do from a masculine from a brain but we do it from a feminine our our masculine follows through it goes and puts the the action so it came through to me i wrote it down that was the masculine part then i finessed it then i practiced it then i delivered it that was the masculine part of me but that talk literally flew through me. I cannot even take credit for creating that talk because I know that it came from up above. And my guess is that's the divine co-creation that you're talking about. Perfectly illustrated. That's it. Yeah. And it came with such ease, such right. clarity. Totally. And and you couldn't have just said, hey, I want it now. No. You know, if you if you wanted it the day before and you're sitting meditating, you're like, all right, divine, give it to me. They'd have been like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you were just not expecting it and you were in a flow state and bam, and yeah. you saw it. 
You saw it. You recognized it. I think oftentimes it'll come and like you say, we don't write it down. We don't record it and we lose it. Or we doubt it. Or we doubt it. It's not good enough because it did not 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 come from my thinking mind. It's not good enough. I didn't do enough research. I didn't read enough what other people are saying. Exactly. I also want to point out here is that that is exactly how my human design works. So, you know, I'm a manifester. I'll get a creative urge. I act on it. And yours might not work the same way, depending on what your human design is, what your chart says. But when we are in that in that alignment, when we are totally in our design, that's when things become so easy and fulfilling, to be honest. It was, it was a really good experience for me this year. Yes. And when you're really in alignment with your spiritual spiritual gift of teaching, there will be a, a speed to it. It will come pretty fast. Not, mm-hmm. you know, it, a, an easeful speed. Um, yeah. When I think about the five spiritual gifts, um, you know, it's it's my body of work from, from since I've had my near-death experience from coaching and teaching thousands of clients and it was channeled and reading a thousand books, you know, on all these different things. But when I decided, like, when I realized that this is what I wanted to teach, like it came and it's pretty complicated. I mean, as you can see, I mean, there's each gift there's, we could talk about each gift for days and the, 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 the blueprint of it just, it it just, I just downloaded it and it just came and I ended up doing a mind map. I have this like big mind map and I, I look at it and I'm like, how did I create that? I know got, exactly, right? Like yeah. what? But it came so easy and so fast. And it was just boom, it was just done. That's one of the signs actually that you know that you are co-creating with the divine when you look at it and you're like, how did I do that? <laughs> how did I do that? Right, exactly. I don't even know how did I do that? It was pretty easy. All right, let's talk about the last one, which is? The gift of leadership, the spiritual gift of leadership. So gone are the days of leader, follower, do what I say because I know better, and welcoming the days of embodiment, leading by being, being the truth of who you are, who you're meant to be in alignment, and you do nothing else. You don't have to teach anything, do anything, create anything. You are just being. And those who are meant to receive from you and are ready, key point there, will learn from you, receive from you, receive an energy transition transmission from you just by your being. Mm. The example of what's possible, the model of higher being, a higher state of awareness. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And I love that you mentioned that gone is the old paradigm of leader follower. And I see this gift actually as emergence, that not there's no one leader. Everyone is a leader. You know, um, I've talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza a couple of times on this episode. I will keep talking about him. I just I'm just such a big fan of his work. And he talks about the concept of emergence. His entire philosophy is on that, that, you know, when you see a flock of birds or a school of fishes, you you try to notice if there's one leader, but they've done research on this, that there is no one leader. They're all going together. And it is, you know, one person emer- creating emergence for the other. And we all become leaders in our, in our own right. And that's the new consciousness, that there is no one leader who's going to stand on a podium and say, da-da-da-da-da, this is what I do, come follow me. We are co-creating this, not only just with the divine, but we are creating emergence by everyone being leaders. And that's how honestly the consciousness is going to be evolved. 
Absolutely. That is going to create the ripple effect where we ripple out to the entire collective and raise the whole collective up. I got a, a metaphor once from a spiritual teacher. I don't even know who she is. I don't even remember where I got this, but it stuck with me that it's like we are standing in a circle on a beach and we're all holding hands. And sometimes we got to look right and sometimes we got to look left to, for guidance. And sometimes we have to look within. And I feel like it goes one, it's even deeper than that. It's almost like, okay, so we all like say there's, we were on a boat, and we all got stranded on a deserted island yeah. and we have to make a fire and we have no supplies. Oh, sorry. Ooh, this must be a good example because my, my picture frame just tipped over. <laughs> sorry for that. <laughs> So we have to make a fire. And we what do we do? We come together and everybody's going to have a skill set. Well, mm. I'm a good tractor tracker. Well, I'm good at rubbing sticks together. Well, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. And we all come together and we're all leaders in our little piece of making the fire. Yeah. And then we come together and the fire is made. And that is the essence of spiritual leadership. I love it. I also see it beautifully entwined within human design because that's what human design teaches us that we all are in this symbiotic relationship we cannot operate in silos when a manifester flicks the dominoes generators and projectors generators and manifesting generators get something to respond to projectors get invited and recognized when we do that for them and reflectors stand back and say hey guys we're going the right way or we're not going the right way. Let's move this way. And when we recognize that there is no one better off than the other, we are all, we all have a role to play. Yeah. And only when we play the role that we play with our true nature, when we come back home to ourselves, recognize these spiritual gifts and who we are, and when we are in integrity with our own true nature, that's when we can initiate others into playing the role that they are meant to play. Yes. Yes. I love it. And, and what I'll say here about your spiritual gift of leadership, like how you can tap into it is this is where our core valued feeling states reside Mm -hmm. and our, our core valued states of being. So one easy way to find a core valued feeling state is your human design signature. So Mm -hmm. for manifestors, it is peace. Mm Mm-hmm. For projectors, it is success, right? but not like ego success, more like soul-guided success, right? Really? So that's one, one place to start. Yeah. But just, just like notice when you are in your gift of manifestation, looking at the future you in full mm-hmm. expression, what are you feeling? Yeah. What's your state of being? And, and don't just say, well, I, like in my case, a core value feeling state is harmony. And don't just be harmony. Okay, I look I'm harmonious. Mm-hmm. Like what what does that mean? What kind yeah. of harmonious? What flavor of it? What mm-hmm. are my five senses doing? Mm-hmm. Go to that next level of the feeling state. That is really going to start to point you to that vibration that you're meant to be vibrating at more and more and more and more. Oh my god, I love this. I will put in a shameless plug over here. 
I, I have this meditation that I created. It's actually an energetic activation that I received from source. And I'm going to put a link for anyone who wants that. But we go in and we look at our desired future. We actually call in the future. And that is exactly what uh, I was guided to create. You know, the flavor, the what you're wearing, the senses and everything. So as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, my God, we are channeling the same thing in different yes. ways. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. <laughs> It's yeah, so I'm going to pop in a link for anyone who wants to experience that activation. Alison, this was wonderful. I can talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I'm, I I know that we need a part two at some point for uh, for this, but I know people would be longing to see that. Where can we find Alison and where can we experience more of her? So please tell us. Yes. So I also have, um, it's different though. So these would be... Um, I also have a guided, a free guided meditation that I'm offering at the moment. And I think it would be a really great companion with yours. Oh it God. helps you release some of those door stoppers and energy blocks that's weighing your energy down so you can spring up. So that is on my homepage. You can find a link to download that at alisonscammell.com. I have a lovely Facebook group community called the Soul Guide Circle where a group of leaders, uh, soul-guided leaders and light workers who are coming together in service to each other and the planet. And last but not least, I have my labor of love, my podcast, Soul Guide Radio, where I talk a lot about this stuff that we're exploring today. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about your podcast because I was going to say that if you love this, then you have to check out her podcast. Uh, and I have done one of your meditation. I can't remember which one, but it was so beautiful. So I would definitely encourage everybody to go uh, experience the meditation. Um, you're also doing a masterclass right now, aren't you? Uh, yes, I do. I, I saw in your email, I think today. I have a reoccurring masterclass I'm doing right now on the five spiritual gifts. Yes. So if you sign up for my uh, free meditation, you will get an invitation to attend my next live masterclass where I am deep diving into each of the five spiritual gifts. And it is a super high value free class. And I'd love for you to join. Lovely. Please go join that. Just beautiful. Thank you so much, Alison. One last question before we uh, let you go. I, I feel like I've had you on for, for so long. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I ask this question to all my guests. I believe that our journey home to self is constantly evolving, right? As you've mentioned, there is no it. There is no arriving. What's What part of journey are you on right now, if you're willing to share? And what's one challenge, either a challenge or a gift or a lesson that you are receiving from it? Oh, it's such a good question because I really feel like I'm in an up level. Everything in my business is changing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's good, but it's requiring me to trust. trust in ways. And hey, I mean, I trust my divine guidance team in ways that are, you know, I really do. But I'm being asked to go next level with the trust and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So um, that's where I am. I'm up leveling my trust because my divine guidance team are calling me to do things and I'm like, what? You want me to do that? What? And I just have to trust and um, it's uncomfortable. And that's where I am in the up leveling of my trust. And I'm in the discomfort of it right now. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. It feels uncomfortable. And yeah. I know I'm going to get to the other side of this, which will be an up leveled me and it's going to feel good, but I'm just not quite there yet. That's where I am in my journey. Well, I have a tip for you, Alison. If you want to bring in more trust and ease that discomfort a little bit, I have this wonderful podcast that's coming out with someone called Alison Scammell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen to myself. That's a good. To that's your really good. <laughs> I love that. All right, Alison, thank you again for joining us. This was such a delight. Oh, thank and I wish you. you all the best in your journey right now. And I really hope that you derive the lessons from it. And I know for sure that you're going to come out the other way beautifully. Oh, this was such an honor. Thank you so much. You are creating something so magical in the world. So I'm I, I'm happy your listeners get to get to receive this. Thank you so much, dear one, for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful for you. Each and every week, I feel your energy with me as I record these episodes. So thank you for that. And if you're feeling so called, please give us a rating and review. And it is how more people find us. There are links to do that in the show notes. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find the link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.